Hello everyone, this is Victoria with Simply Grand and welcome to Simply Grand's podcast. Simply Grand is all things fun for today's contemporary grandparents while honoring the ancestors. Thanks for tuning in. This week's podcast is brought to you by MIST, Mothers of Incarcerated Sons and Daughters. has been an advocacy support group that has assisted families and persons dealing with incarceration and re-entry into the community in Kansas City, Missouri for over 10 years. This organization continues to be the lifeline for those who seeking answers in dealing with the judicial system in regards to their loved one. Currently, MIST is raising funds to assist production of a virtual art show featuring artworks rendered by incarcerated artists, and the inventory of their art is amazing. The show is coming soon, so please stay tuned for details. To make a financial contribution, you can visit misdkc.org, that's mistkc.org, or you can call 816-337-5876. Your support is greatly appreciated. Welcome to today's podcast on this Thursday, April 15th. Today, you'll hear from Lindsay Chadwick with Mother's Refuge, an organization that's doing amazing things in the community to assist young girls when they need it most and have nowhere else to turn. And towards the end of the interview, you'll hear about how you can get involved, so stay tuned. And as always, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you listen and continue to spread the word. Hello, Mrs. Chadwick. Hi, Victoria. Hi, how are you? I am good. How are you? I am well. Welcome to today's podcast. And before we get started, uh, please go ahead and introduce yourself. Sure. Well, thanks for having me. Um, My name is Lindsay Chadwick, and I work at Mother's Refuge. I work on community development. I also do some volunteer coordinating um, so that's my primary focus there. Okay. Okay. And go ahead and tell us what is Mother's Refuge? Sure. So Mother's Refuge is a homeless shelter for young pregnant and parenting mothers. Um, they are typically between the ages of 12 to 21. They can come anytime during their pregnancy and stay up to a year after the baby is born. So we help them not only just finish their education, but we help them find jobs. And it's a very comprehensive program where we teach them a number of classes, or they do a number of classes on pregnancy and parenting. They learn about health and nutrition, healthy relationships, money management. So they do a number of classes on those things just to help them transition. The goal is always to for them to transition independently on their own. So, And why was this organization a necessity in the community? Oh, gosh. I think there, unfortunately, is a number of... Um, young, homeless, pregnant teens. And 
they, you know, it's just really surprising. They just um, or have either been kicked out or of the home. They've either been removed from, from the home by state's custody. Some of them are just couch hopping um, from friends' house. Um, some of them are just living on the street. So there is that need there for them to have this safe place to live. And not even just a shelter, but just a comprehensive program. And how do these uh, young girls, how, how are they able to find you? They find us a number of ways, whether they've, you know, ended up in the hospital and they've been referred that way. Um, you know, the state is aware of our location and what we do. So if they are in state's custody, then um, they are aware of us. They'll find us that way. I would say, though, the biggest one is the girls just are Googling somewhere to go. That is how they find us by searching for a homeless shelter while being pregnant. And so when they come to you, of course, they're broken and scared and possibly traumatized. So um, there's a, you have counseling services as well. Did you mention that earlier? If you did, I'm sorry, but are there counseling services? Oh, yes. Yeah. Um, Yeah, absolutely. So we actually have a grant um, that we got to have a therapist on staff. And so it has been you know, just such a blessing to our home because most of the girls, um, if not all of them have, um, been around some type of trauma or have experienced some type of trauma. And so she has just been such a blessing because they can start to work through those things while they're there and have that, emotional support as well to help them kind of recover from those things and help take the steps to um, overcome those things. So they do um, actually therapy is required um, part of our program that they, they must meet with her and kind of, kind of talk through those things. Because you mentioned the age range and you mentioned 12. I thought yeah. you were going to say, oh, from 16 to 21. Yes. But you mean, wow, there are young girls that are there or have been there um, younger than 16? Yeah, I, you know, we don't see it too often. Um, and I can't say I've ever seen a 12-year-old. The youngest I think I've seen there has been 14 But, you know, a lot of times it's a situation of rape or, um, you know, those things that we, you know, either never hear of or nobody's comfortable talking about. But that is um, usually the case with those very young ages. Now, when the girls are going through your program, um, do you see them coming, even though they're still young, do you see them beginning to heal and come into their own and see the change from when they first started in the program to where they are now like a, a growth? Are you see, Do you see that? Yeah. And what does that look like? Oh, yes. I mean, absolutely. It is so beautiful. And I think that's what every one of us who 
um, either supports Mother's Refuge or works there or, you know, is just cheering us on. That is what we watch for and hope for and look for um, and pray for. I mean, it is really such a beautiful thing, though, and we do get to see it quite often that the girls, like you said, they just come so broken and they come so empty and lost and they really transform while they're there. They not only get to build a confidence, but they have this support system and this community that behind them, that's cheering them on and helping them and loving them. And you slowly get to see them just build back up and you get to see that grow tremendously Um, you know, just as they are able to finish their education and find jobs and, you know, it, the, the education piece alone just kind of removes the fear of they don't know what they're doing because Mm -hmm. unlike most of us, we have such a good support system in place when we are pregnant. And so we have people teaching us how to care for ourselves when we're pregnant. We have people helping us when the baby's born of like what to do. And, you know, there, there is so much to learn when you have kids. And, you know, like I said, a lot of us take that for granted that we have this great support system and these girls just don't have that. So there's this whole level of fear of the unknown, um, that just covers them. And so we kind of get to peel off that layer too, as we're able to educate them and they're able to learn about pregnancy and parenting. And so it it, it really is such a beautiful thing. Now you mentioned that a lot of times these girls are homeless or have been kicked out during that process. um, Do you find that their parents or uh, siblings that they eventually come around and embrace the uh, mother and um, um, begin to rebuild that family unit and be supportive of, uh, you know, the child as well, the baby? Yes. And I would say majority of them, that is the case that we do see them start to rebuild. And that's something we encourage too. (coughs) Excuse me. Um, We try to have, um, events where they can invite some of their family or invite some of their friends and try to kind of renew that family bond. But, um, but yes, absolutely. We do see those kind of grow. Oftentimes when the mother transitions, they have that more of a support system in place from family. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Now, what about the fathers? Um, Do you see, uh, or do you guys, if well, what am I trying to ask? Um, are the fathers involved? And if so, are they brought in to go through this as well? Or how does that work? Mm-hmm. So um, I want to say probably 80% of the fathers are not involved, um, which again, just puts more of that weight and fear and pressure on the mom. So you know, the, the 20%, let's say that are involved, they, we do try to include them as well. Um, we want them to be a part of the process as much as they want to be a part of the process. 
so any of those events we have, they, you know, can come to and join in. The girls can have visits. Um, they can have approved outings. So they, you know, it, it's just, it's so hard because every, every situation is so different. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, it's, it varies so much from girl to girl, whether dad is involved, if he is involved, what does that look like? And that just mean, might mean just some visits. Um, so it, it is very different. So we, we offer classes too, for these girls, um, just to kind of teach them about what a healthy relationship looks like. And again, most of them just do not have that image or, you know, they don't have, typically they don't have family members that show a healthy relationship either. So they, they aren't even sure what, what they're looking for. And so just kind of guiding them to and teaching them kind of what that looks like. Now, what about aftercare after the baby's born and it's time for them to leave the program? How do you guys follow up with them afterwards? Yeah, so this is a program we have been trying to grow over the last year um, just because we we know how important it is for them to continue to have resources, continue to have community, continue to have support. So we call them our forever family because we, they, when they leave, that doesn't mean that they're not part of our family anymore. We're going to continually be there for life for them. (laughs) So until they need us anyways, you can think of older children and, you know, when they get so old and they move out, they still need help. And so, um, we want to be able to provide that help for them until they are completely on their feet. So we, we started this aftercare program and we try to get them food boxes at least once a month if they need it. And then they also are able to come back to the house for diapers and wipes at least twice a month if they need it. So we're kind of getting some stuff in place to, to help them along with just meeting their needs and helping them with the resources. So, you know, if their car breaks down, they come to us, like, who can we call? Who can we um, have help, you know, fix that? So providing those resources. Um, And then we started doing a event with them once a month so we can just keep that community and fellowship together and connect once a month all of us and so just this past week we did a big easter egg hunt an easter picnic with not only our current residents but our aftercare girls so we probably had 50 girls and kids there um so it was wonderful you know we had seven Six of our moms get baptized during that um, Easter. Um, we did a little Easter story, baptisms, picnic. So it was just a beautiful thing. But wow, yeah, that sounds great. Yeah, it's absolutely wonderful. So, what are some success stories uh, from 
these girls after they leave and they have jobs and uh, the babies are growing healthy and strong. What are some of your success stories you can share? Yeah. So quite a few, I'll try to just touch briefly on um, a couple, but you know, one of our girls who had been through our program probably um, 20 years ago, she now comes back and mentors other moms, which I think is so cool to see the full circle. Um, but you know, one of our current residents, she just was able to, she got her GED or she finished school. Um, and then while at mother's refuge, she got her CNA license and then she, yeah, so she got a job at a local hospital here in Kansas city and started saving money and she recently just a couple weeks ago bought a car and so we are just so proud of her and and so excited for her I think you know transportation is such a huge um, part of their long-term success just being able to get to work consistently and on time and um, so we are so so proud of her and very excited so one of our moms Probably three years ago, um, you know, she found us. She was living in a park in Kansas City with her boyfriend and a tent. And she ended up really sick and went to the hospital where there they told her she was pregnant. And she had been doing drugs very consistently at the time. And, um, you know, once she found out she was pregnant and she got to mother's refuge, we got her in a program where she was able to become drug free, but she did, uh, finish school when she was with us as well. So she got her GED and she was able to deliver a a healthy boy and, um, start working. And so her time at mother's refuge, she was able to save money And she also was able to get a car. And now they're, you know, both successfully living in an apartment on their own. And so those are, that's a very typical sequence that we see through Mother's Refuge. Uh, Them coming with nothing, able to work our program, get an education, find a job, able to save money while they're there, which is such a blessing for them. And then being able to successfully transition on their own. So we are just so thankful for everybody who supports Mother's Refuge just because we wouldn't be able to do it and provide that experience, um, provide the education, the free housing without without that support so it really is changing a lot of lives you know what that speaks to that speaks to the leaders and the team members that are there at mother's refuge that has that compassionate heart Mm -hmm. uh, for these young girls Um, and to hear these stories um, it speaks to a lot um, of who is there so tell me about the men and the women who dedicate their time uh, at Mother's Refuge? Yeah, so our executive director has been there 18 years. So she is completely dedicated. Her 
um, heart started just, you know, at the bottom, just serving. And she has, you know, gradually just worked up and she is just such an incredible leader um, to all of us. She leads with her heart. She is um, so obedient to to God and and very prayerful about what he wants to do with Mother's Refuge. And um, so I, I think that just she has just led the way that set the example for the rest of us to follow and you know, by doing that, we can just tell that God's hand is on Mother's Refuge and these women and these babies. So he's doing some amazing things. It sounds like it. Oh, my goodness. I got tears in my <laughs> eyes just listening yeah. to you. <laughs> it's really incredible. He's doing some great, great, great things. So that's awesome. That is so awesome. Oh, and hey, for Simply Grand listeners who want to donate, mm-hmm. um, I don't know if you guys are accepting volunteer op- opportunities right now due to uh, COVID, but if you are, how would folks get in contact with you? Yeah, so they can go on to mothersrefuge.org, um, and that is where they can find all the information. Of course, they can email me anytime, Lindsay, L-I-N-D-S-E-Y at mothersrefuge.org. We are opening, opened back up to volunteers though. Um, So we have volunteer opportunities available. You can find those on the website, but we have indoor and outdoor. You know, the the best volunteer opportunity though is babysitting. (laughs) So we have volunteers come in and just rock babies and snuggle babies while either the mom is at school or at work. Um, So yeah, there's lots of opportunities to get involved. Wow, that's wonderful. Okay, thank you for Mm -hmm. that. And Mrs. Chadwick, thank you so much for your time. I truly appreciate you coming onto the show. And please let the girls know that I myself was a teenage mm-hmm. mom. Uh, we had my first child, so it does get better. Yeah. Um, and I would love to come and uh, possibly talk to the girls if that's okay. Absolutely. One of these days. Okay. All right. Well, we will definitely set that up offline. And again, Mrs. Mm-hmm. Chatwood, thank you. Yeah. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. Thanks for Thanks. letting us Thanks. share about Mother's Refuge. Thank you. Thank Take you. Bye bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to Simply Grants podcast today. Make sure you tune in each Thursday for new episodes, and you can follow Simply Grant on Facebook and Instagram.